Yeah, here we go. Mark, Brian, Charles, Eric, Brady, Dan. This is the end of the year Mark 2.0 music special. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Thank Year. Thank you. Happy, Happy New Year. year. Great. It's great to see you all again. I feel like I made uh, like a lot of friends this year. And really, you guys are our musical friends. And um, uh, I want to thank first Brady. Uh, he was with us very early on and shared literally his whole life with us. Brady is a very, uh, uh, he's an up and coming actor and he's an amazing guitar player. And he likes to mix the two and he does a great job of it. And so uh, all of our viewers get over to Brady on Instagram and follow him because he will keep you entertained. His Instagram ch channel or whatever you want to call it, it's very entertaining and um, it's a good place to really get to know Brady because he does share a lot. And Brady, thank you for being here. It's great to thank see you, you again. So, much. so where are you, uh, South Carolina? Yeah, uh, Fort Mill, Charlotte area. Is it super nice. cold? Did you get wailed on? We... I don't even know because, I mean, one day it's, you know, the wind's high, you know, it's like 20 degrees. And then the next day it's 60. I'm like, mm. all right, well, at least I got a little taste of, you know, the Christmas weather. I'm in Phoenix but... and that's about what we got. That is intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? That is intriguing. Eric, yeah. where are you right now? I am Toledo, Ohio. Nice. Ohio. Oh, yes, gosh. <laughs> Ohio. See, Ohio does still exist, everybody. Oh, the memes yeah. are oh, not. That's horrible. What? They're not. We true. are here. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, let me tell everybody, uh, our listeners, if you have not heard of Jump, Jump is America's most awesome Van Halen tribute band ever. Okay. These guys they really are. are turning this into a really good business and it's going to go really, really far. Eric is an 18 year old drummer. And right. um, let me tell you, doing old Van Halen is no easy task. So Eric, mm -hmm. you're doing a fantastic job and thanks for well, being thank here again. No. Thank you so much. Thank you Great for having you. me. All right. And of course, Behold the T-shirt. The employers. The employers <laughs> are here again. Charles and Dan. Guys, I've been bragging on you since we met because I think you have fed me the most unique and interesting damn media I've ever ingested in my <laughs> life. And I, I love to sit there and try to pick it apart. And I am just really just shocked at the level of effort that you guys put into your music, your videos, your marketing. Can I ask, uh, Dan, since I've been talking to you for a little while, we're waiting on Charles. Welcome, Charles. Good to uh, see you. Can, landed can, safely from can France. You, can you hear me? Do you hear yeah. me? Do you hear yeah. me? Yeah. You are yeah. perfect. Okay, yeah, man. you sound great. That's crazy because I would never have expected this to work uh, by myself without someone helping me. So <laughs> I've forgotten all about that. That other you forgot that I yeah. suck at computers and, it's, and yeah. No, yeah, we we it's, forgot it's all a, about it, that. It's a real it was fate, Charles, for you to be here. <laughs> uh, but um, so um, I I kind of lost my train of thought. So let's talk to Charles then. Uh, Charles, did you just go to France? Yes, I did. I just got back. You spent a week in France. Why are we in France? I went f with my wife's family 
they just decided to include me on a family trip. So I got <laughs> to be a, a family member with them and do the, and go to France. I've, the only other country I've been to is Mexico. So mm. um, it was cool. That's, now you know that you're officially part of your wife's uh, family. Congrats. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't do anything too messed up to get completely uh, disbarred or banned from the family. So, uh, yeah, it was it was fine. I I I saw the Mona Lisa. Wow, it was uh, it was it looks just like you would think. <laughs> it's, it hangs on a wall. I, I must. I must say this. No one tried to throw um, paint on it today. I guess. Um, that's, that's what I was. I tried to smuggle in a can of soup and some super glue, but uh, yeah, the, the French. They had the French military there to keep you out, like for real. They were. They were not letting soup in. Wow. And um, but I have to. The only thing that. The one thing that really stood out in my mind that was so cliche and is true is that I was counting them. I counted, I lost count around 10 of people walking down the street, just hold, just eating a baguette. Oh, mm, wow. Okay. That's, that's, it's a real thing. Like that is not like <laughs> a, a cartoonish thing. Mm. That's what they really do. So that was that was unexpected for a, a cliche to live up to, you know, the joke. That is funny. I almost want to make a reaction video. Mark, can you feel me? I'm going to eat a baguette and just walk down. <laughs> yeah, the there we go. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and we'll cut that to like 10 videos or something there like that. There we uh, go. Well, welcome back to the United States. So um, did you get any baguette? How was the baguette there? Uh, <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it, the, I, that's what i was i was anticipating like this food the food to just blow me away and be like oh my god <laughs> right right Wagua or, or whatever and all that but and the, the cheese the cheese but no it's, it was just i mean it was it was fine the food mm. was fine it, a lot of it, the thing is uh with and i would suspect this now of having been to some ancient city there's a lot of old things and and I would imagine if you go to Greece or Italy, there's even older things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's so if you're into, into into old stuff, you'll well, you're in for a treat because there's a lot of old stuff there. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm going on a trip with a couple friends to Italy for I think four days and then to Greece for four days. Woo! Um, oh wow. Yeah. So that that's got me nervous because I've ha I have high expectations now. I was like, especially Italy because I I love Italian food, and so if it if I go, and it and it's fine. an olive an Olive Garden is better. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, yeah, the, 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 I know. I'm going to ask you the baguette uh, question when you get back, Brady. <laughs> ask you the same question, and you go, it was spaghetti. It was spaghetti. <laughs> no, no Chef Boyardee. There we go. <laughs> oh wow. I've been nowhere cool. Eric, have you been anywhere cool? Not really. I mean, I haven't been outside the States. So, I mean, but I mean, the States, hey, we've got a lot of cool places here. So, oh, you're turning around at age 18. That's right. Man. So, I mean, hey, I love, I love everywhere I've been so far. But outside the States, I have not touched yet. 
Wow. Wow. Eric, since you're sitting at the drums, can I yes, just sir. get like a little sound check on see how they come yeah, through come on, on the podcast? Hey, yeah, because I can't right. look Let's at those see. symbols anymore without hearing it. <laughs> no, yeah. Charles, do you know who this is? Did, did I introduce you to Eric yet? Uh, Emma is, I'm going to take a guess. He's a drummer. Do you know who that's, that's from, right? Uh, a oh Van Halen cover yeah. band. There we go. Nailed yeah. it. Nailed, Nailed it. it. There you go. <laughs> the Van Halen cover uh, band. Yeah, they are doing <laughs> really well. Premier Van Halen cover band. That's pretty cool. How old are you? To, I'm 18. 18. 18. And the rest of the band is in their 20s. Yep, 20, 25, 28, and 28. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good, uh, for teacher. Hey, I can do it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it right now. Let's do it. I don't know the words right out of my mouth, Dan. I don't know how this will sound without any mics, but hey, I'm gonna love it. Do it. Yeah, give it the best shot. Okay, here we go. Yeah, that reminds me. He passed when I was your age. I used to hear it four times a day, every day. <laughs> hey, me too. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So you know what's cool, Eric? Dan and Charles were early on. They were in the whole punk scene. Oh, very nice. And they told awesome. cool stories about their live performances that would just blow your mind. Oh, and man. so they've been doing this for a, a long, long time. Brady is, I think. Do you got you got a guitar there? I do have a guitar there, and I have a guitar oh. there. You're would the you there. would you show a, our our you know friends here a little bit of what you do on Instagram that makes me so happy all the time because yeah. I watch a little bit. Well, let me give some backstory. Yeah. Um, before I you know jump in, please, please. I um, I've been doing music ever since I was little, and um, I really want to produce. Like that's what I'm. That's what I'm really into. So I found a way on Instagram to make short, like 15, 30 second reels that you know actually gain a lot of traction on Instagram with their algorithm, and just it's just quick keep people's attention. So basically, what I do is, well, I take random sounds i find around the house or that people on my instagram that follow me uh they dm me and they text me um um random things to put in a song like mm. a car door or a light switch or you know the last one i had was a um flicking a lamp i don't know somebody just said that and it was just well, okay whatever and so i put it in and i change all all of it up in the computer and i make original songs out of it um Wow. So uh, a lamp, a lamp implies you gotta respect yeah. that. <laughs> oh yeah. That is a awesome. lamp. <laughs> and oh, of course. I only make it out of those sounds. So a lamp is my percussion. It's my 
it's my melody and it's my chords and it's my bass because all you really got to do is stretch it out if you're doing chords to hold it and just pitch it up or down and yeah. put like reverb on it or something I, I mean it's not that hard it's just, just it's doing. a great unique idea and um <laughs> you know it's it's kind of like the whole jump thing it's a bunch of young guys doing something that trended so long ago that they're actually capturing the imagination of a whole new generation with it a great idea and then you got the impliers brady i urge you it once you hit play on that you're going to be like oh my god because they have so many unique ideas happening you're going to be like whoa back up uh, what you know it's it's and it's so well packaged and 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 it's it's so fun it's fun cocoon cocoon is the name of their album and you will never be the same once you get through that that thing it's just uh, amazing there are some uh lamps being smashed on one of the the tracks (laughs) (laughs) that is so you guys um dan can you tell eric and brady a little bit about what you and charles were doing when you were around their age uh when you said 18 yeah 18 yes sir we were we were complete idiots by the time we were 18 we started because <laughs> we i think like the older, it was like charles's older brothers, um, they were in a really big band in, in north carolina like a metal band and so we were able to kind of play as like we we started playing like punk like uh metal when we were I mean, we were like 16 at these big shows with people much older than us, um, which kind of reminds me of what you were saying here a couple minutes ago. But um, I think because we started that so young and we were around a bunch of people who just, I think they actually enjoyed us just being around like as jokester people as much as our music or maybe even more because they would tolerate a lot from us. So by the time we were 18 we were starting to branch out into like the larger clubs like we were playing at like we got to play at like the cat's cradle in um chapel hill and like we were graduating from this like skate park era where like nobody everybody was just drunk and jumping you know on on each other to these clubs that had like you know real bands were coming around and i think we still had that attitude and we were just we were idiots i mean charles mainly (laughs) So, uh, yeah, what I had this, I had this, um, I wouldn't say it was a, it, it wasn't an ego. What it was, was that um, I heard, I, I think I heard Kim Gordon say this one time where she, the basis from Sonic Youth, where she said, um, all I'm doing is pressing metal on wood and making noise. And it's not that hard. And if you boo at us or you think we suck, then you get up here and do it. So I had I had this attitude where it was like um, uh, we would play the songs and we sometimes we would nail it. Sometimes they were good shows. So there were a lot of really bad shows um, because our bass player was. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, what 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 my attitude was was like you came you paid to come see us do our thing and we're going to do our thing whether you like it or you don't which is and, a really bad attitude yeah <laughs> and i I, I, I didn't really i i lacked the the uh i lacked the 
emotional intelligence, discipline. <laughs> I had no yeah. respect. I had no respect for the for the audience, and I would go on these these rants. Uh, Show you one. in between songs. Oh no! Don't fuck it. Don't cue that. <laughs> oh, we have. Oh, you've got this oh. ready to go. That is. Uh, there are some of us, probably 65% of us walking around in uh, uh, like our life extensions. And all of you motherfuckers, I've got a word, two words for you. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. This is like actually the only piece of footage that we have left from that show, but that was at. Uh, oh, that's great. Clubs Kings. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, so Charles would do these Jim Morrison style rants. Uh, like, of course, not Jim Morrison stuff. It was, I was just having fun. I was just having fun. Wow. Yeah, was, making yeah. shit up on the fly. Hey, it worked for Glenn Danzig. Yeah. You oh, yeah. <laughs> go ranting about all kinds of crap. <laughs> Eric, let me, let me ask yeah. you something, Eric. Go you guys it, get a rant. You guys get some flack from people because you're younger guys doing Van Halen. And this we was do. so badass. I don't know who's running <laughs> running the jump, uh, you know, Instagram page, but somebody obviously with either a bot account or somebody who's never heard of your music, they yeah. start like uh, tearing in on you. And the comment from Jump, whoever's running your account, said, "Well, we respect your opinion, but don't be mad when your mom buys a ticket to our show." Well, we have, we all take part. We all take part oh, in running okay. the account. Mostly, Mike will do most of the of the management of the account, but we all take part in commenting or posting different sure. things. And I think that was Jarrett, our bass player. Oh, nice. That yes, <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. That's perfect. No, it was, we love, because, I mean, there's so many, so many people. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's tons of people that have positive comments more oh, than by negative far, yeah but when people comment negatively and you know that it's you know they're just trying to get you know they're just trying to stir something up you know you just have fun with it you mess with them back <laughs> it's perfect <laughs> we didn't have to deal with any of that stuff when we were kids because there wasn't social and stuff like there, that there yeah, wasn't right. there was no stuff. social media that's before, like yeah. such a tough layer though because like as an artist you're already in your head about what you're putting out and then you might have somebody that's trying to mess with you a little bit so like i think yeah. it's awesome that you all are dishing it right back out oh yeah we just have fun with it yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it seems like a new atmosphere. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a completely, and that's a, that's a, a thing that's where the generational divide, like between, and it's not that far between you and us, is where you know when we were your age, we didn't have social media, and you guys do, where everything is instant, everything is recorded. Every, yeah. you know, you're basically your life is on display at all times. And so you have, you're already at, at that, uh, you know, at all ages, very self-critical of, of everything. And to have all of that other pressure around you, uh, you guys are having to navigate this new way through life that no one else has had to do before. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot of you guys are doing a really good job of, of, of com compartmentalizing uh you know like this is all uh trash bullshit that people are going to always do 
and then there's there's good things that that come from it too and i think overall besides uh uh the ob obvious negative things that scientists have uh, evaluated and whatnot people can put out their art freely and there's no uh barrier to entry as far as like like what we would have to do is like give tapes to people and hope they listen to them and yeah. maybe you give it to the right person and you can send it out to basically the the world you know infinity yeah. and uh yeah that's a it's a huge difference but also a, a, another like giant wall of just crazy bullshit that you have to sift through that i i wouldn't really know what to do with oh, you, with, 100%. you know you kind of, yeah. like, the one of the things I was reading about today, it's, like, musicians, you can't, like, these days, especially independent, you can't just be a musician anymore. You have to be a well-rounded artist because you have to do your social, you have to do your image, your graphics, your video, all of that, right? And that, that oh, whole yeah. thing kind of becomes the art, right? And um, I, I don't know. I think it's awesome, you know, because I think, like, the 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 skills, like, are, uh, uh, you know, they're they're able to create, like, a mini universe, like, I don't know. Like, I'm really interested, I think, to take a look at some of the stuff you put together with your light switches and whatnot to kind of see. Yeah. Because, I, you know, I would imagine it's not just the um, the song or the sound. It's the journey getting up to it and how you're creating it and what yeah. you're you're doing, you know, from the request all the way until it's something that you can admire. Yeah. So. And on, on the topic of the negative, it sucks also when you're 15 years old and a sophomore in high school. Mm -hmm. and you know you're walking down the halls and that's just period point blank it, anyway it, yeah but yeah it, go on i'm sorry and that only yeah. happens in the carolinas <laughs> the rest that's of the right. world I bet. yeah no what happened you said you're walking through the halls 15 yeah and you know people just you know because you know my instagram is public and so i have students that make fun of me sometimes but and uh when i say i'm an actor they don't that like it's just it it sucks sometimes but you gotta live in the moment and you only live once and i'm not trying to not i'm, I'm gonna regret everything if i don't you know post get you know out there and how and, the hell did you get so smart so young brady jeez i, <laughs> I was just Oprah like one time and it was it was awesome and my, my dad put this thing on my wall and it said um it was this uh, sticker by Michael Jordan, and he put it to where every time I woke up, I saw it, and every time I went to sleep, I saw it. And I read it every day, and it was, I can't accept failure, but I can't accept not trying. So it's like, just do it, you know? Yeah, that's 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 like a magical practice, what you're doing. It's like, that's, that's what makes people successful in everything, you know, where they, I've known people where it's like they put what they want on their refrigerator and every time they open it there it is so it's you keep it in your mind at all times and that's how you get there if you just think of it if you think of what you want as this far away thing and not something that you have to do right now exactly then it never happens it's it's steps all the time i remember whenever i did my plays and i was like how do how do people get into this film stuff and then i literally googled searched it and they said get an agent i was like all right, well, that, that's not as easy as it, you know, sounds. Next day, I emailed an agent, 
I literally looked up agents in my area, emailed her, and now I'm signed with her. I've been signed for three years now, and I'm doing universal movies and, and SAG commercials. So you just take the step and, you know, what happens, happens. And yeah, he, just he does do great it. work too. He does really cool jams and stuff. You know, Brady, your your level of professionalism. I only wish I had half of it when I was your age. You know, I'd have got along. I was playing metal in in bars. You know, throwing chairs like an idiot. You know, and and again, you know, like like Dan was pointing out and Charles pointed out, it it just was a different. It was like I don't know. It was a whole different life because you weren't really being like recorded. Everything wasn't being recorded. So you could be a little more free in like your speech. Charles went up there to shock people. Well, I was the front man <laughs> in the band, you know, so I would kick something out there, edgy, offensive, you know, because when I was growing up, edgy and offensive was very, very popular, very, very popular. <laughs> now everybody's being very, very careful. The artists That's were right. Trolls back then. Like I was actually thinking about that. Um, and I'm glad you brought it up because I wasn't going to do it in public. But <laughs> I was thinking that the people that are probably in the comments on like uh y'all's social media now is probably what Charles was trying to do to the people in the oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah, wow. just uh yeah, I guess it was yeah, yeah, trolling before the internet <laughs> was a lot of fun. <laughs> but it yeah it could get you into like physical uh drama where oh, yeah. you, you get like punched in the face or or get kicked mm -hmm. out of a club for permanently which <laughs> happened to us a number of times wow but um, the club who would have thought and we weren't even like a aggressive band that was the weird thing we were uh you know like indie rock uh noise experimental kind of stuff but yeah the uh club owners didn't like it us because uh we if they if they said there was a rule then we had to break the rule you know yeah i think he said that, because that's what that's what rock and roll was man yeah he said don't scream into the microphone and you you screamed as loud as you could for as long as you could into the microphone and he didn't just kick us out he shut the breaker box down wow nice while we were up wow. there and we had to walk off in shame well, it wasn't just us. It was the people that we brought with us too. <laughs> and it, but yeah, it was it was a different um, yeah, it was a, a different era where there was there wasn't you know like to to advertise a show you printed off flyers like you made flyers. them you 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 had stickers or whatever you drew them on a piece of paper and you took them to the to the bookstore where they had a copy machine and print off copies and you handed them out or posted them or whatever so yeah it was it, it sounds like dinosaur times i know like in today's world but um yeah i, I don't think we, we should this should be like a um uh yeah today today's world's crazy and yesterday's world was simple but yeah what you guys are doing uh it seems like you guys know what know what you're what you want and that you're going for it and that's that's the most important thing of all and uh however whatever means it takes to get uh that whatever you know whatever you want to do and there's a way to do it you you actually do it instead of the people that sit around and say oh one day i'll 
I'll probably be a movie star. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Or Eric. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. Like how how weren't you like 16 when you first started doing this with these guys? When I first joined Jump, I was 16. Yep. Wow. They brought me in and uh it was I tell us my that first story. Show. How did that happen? Well, yeah. I I don't know. I think when we did our podcast, Mike might have mentioned that um I was at their very first show in Toledo mm. in 2019, okay. December of 2019. And Fast forward, I'd say, I think it was, I think it was May, March or April, between April and May of 2021, my dad, who he cleans windows and gutters for a living, that's what he does, and he was doing an estimate for windows at the place that Mike used to work at. Mm. But he also and, played in bands. But he also played yeah, in bands. Yeah, he did. That's, that's right. That's that. right. And... So he said, you know, this was after the show, you know, that he saw him. And he's like, hey, you're that, you know, you're that the Dave from the Van Halen band, aren't you? And he goes, yeah. So they get talking and they're talking about, you know, he's talking about me. And, you know, they just get talking about music. And fast forward a little bit. They, he invites us to their house party that they threw in September of 2021. And we were there and we went up to Mike and we're like, hey, you know, you know, it's kind of, you know, like a spur of the moment thing. But is there any way that, you know, Eric could sit in with you guys? And this was like their, I think it was their second show as a band, you know, themselves. So he's like, well, let's hold off right now because we're not even comfortable playing with ourselves yet, let alone some new guy. <laughs> so you know let's hold on that tonight but we'll figure something out we'll we'll get them up here at some point point. and so we're like okay cool that went on and then in um i don't know what month exactly it was but their old drummer jared spindler shout out he um he went to go work at sweetwater as a sweetwater rep and uh mike was looking around for a drummer for I think I think he said eight or nine months and he finally you know we were friends on Facebook and all that and he saw the the covers that I was doing and all that and so you know he's like hey why not so he calls obviously because I was 16 at the time he obviously he called my dad first, made sure that was okay because you know you can't just take a sixteen year old out on the no. road on your in yeah. your you know your oh, touring yeah. van. Not <laughs> anymore. I mean, no, that's no. right. Back in the that's day. right. <laughs> so Dan would disappear him. at sixteen probably for a while. <laughs> <laughs> where it's been like four days. Where Dan? Today's <laughs> with Charles. I don't know. Where. I don't know. So he called him. You know, made it made sure everything was cool. After that. He called me up and he's like, hey, you know, I know, you know, we've, we've, you know, been trying to get you on stage with us. You know, you've wanted to sit in for a while. How about I do you one better? You want to come audition? We're looking for a new drummer. And I Ugh. said, I said, uh, of course, Van Halen <sighs> and, you know, being a tribute. I was like, of course. So I went in and uh, we jammed for about a month and a half or so in uh, May and June. And uh, we played, I played my first show with them in August of 21. And I've been with them ever since. 
Nice. Before that, when you were like practicing your drums and stuff, what were you listening to and practicing on and trying to get good to play? What, what were you Oh, doing? man. I mean, well, to kind of throw it back a little more, I, I first started playing when I was 12. So it's been a long journey since then. And it's kind of starting out, you know, I took, I took lessons for about three and a half or four years from, from a jazz guy. Mm. and even though i'm not like a i'm not big on jazz i like it you know as a genre but it's you know i wouldn't just sit down and turn some jazz on you know it's just not me no. but but musically it is just so so advanced and the the just everything about it is so cool and just in the pocket and so the things he taught me you know i can kind of take what he taught me and then incorporate it into the rock, you know, kind of genre. And it just, it makes everything, you know, just tighter and, you know, a little more, yeah, I guess I'd say, you know, more smooth, if you will, with the different rudiments that you have with drums. And so that just helped immensely with my, you know, my playing, my practicing, even up, you know, till now, it's just played a huge part. So you know, we had a jazz guitar player on, and I said the same thing. That stuff looks so hard. And oh, you guys are, it's so complicated. And I'm like, you know what I said about jazz? I'm like, I'm not really into jazz, but I respect it so much because you oh, guys, yeah. you're, it seems so improvisational. And like, it's like you need to be so skilled walking into that. Yeah. I was just like blown away. And I said exactly what you just said. So, yep. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I think you were really fortunate to have someone as a teacher oh, who is probably just like so skilled you know it just like oh. probably yeah and you just absorbed it like a sponge didn't you that's awesome. right <laughs> was that's it anything right. like whiplash you know it was there was some whiplash type stuff in there you know i love that whole i love Oh, that song and whole album. I remember that. Oh, so, man. oh gosh. But yeah, the, but the Van Halen things, you know, that was when I was in like high school, you know, and it was the early Van Halen. It was just oh, yeah. like, so, it was so early Def Leppard, early oh, Van Halen. Yeah. You know, that was just the, 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 the beginning of all that, that, that heavy metal, that glammy stuff that followed later and went completely out of control but you guys yeah. you know are look so good too having that youthful van halen look and sound you really know? do just yeah. makes your show thank awesome you. Thank um you. now brady can i ask you what's been going on since i mean we're talking about music 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 and i know your acting thing uh is not really i don't see as much of it on instagram can you kind of fill us in what you've been doing with that with acting yes yeah, um, the reason why there's not a lot of it on Instagram is be because acting is extremely secretive. Um, yeah, he's right. Especially yeah. with roles and stuff that I book. But, NDAs uh, and all that. Yeah. yeah. I think there was something you said last time I can't tell you or something like that, you know? So yeah. We um, get a lot of that. Yeah, the universal one that I shot in August is, it's actually coming out uh, August 17th of next year. Wow. Um, what can you tell us about that? It's a, uh, it's a it's a buddy comedy of a trio from SNL called Please Don't Destroy. I don't know if you've seen them yet. Um, they're up and coming. They just wow. started getting their skits in the SNL um, uh, broadcasts. Okay. Um, 
and I'm trying to name the cast. Uh, Conan O'Brien, he's making a cameo in that movie. Um, who else? Um, mm-hmm. Bowen Yang, he's a he's a front member of SNL now. So you know they they wow, really kid. gathered up all of the late night talk in SNL type uh, members. But anyway, yes, it's a buddy comedy about three people who um, are on a treasure hunt in in the mountains. So yeah. That's really wow. all I can say right now. Yes. I'm I'm trying to you know run through everything in my head so I don't get in trouble. But no, <laughs> yeah, I know I hey, shouldn't uh, put you on the spot. Don't take any risks. No, 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 it's <laughs> yeah. fine. It's fine. But um, yeah, I started acting in fifth grade at the school play, and I didn't want to be in the show. I just wanted to help out backstage. Mm. And the director, who was my teacher, when I told him that, he said no to my face. And he handed me the audition form and said, sign it wow. right now. And so I signed it. You need obviously. people pushing you like that every once in a while. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just no. And I was like, okay. Uh, so I signed it and I auditioned. And I got the uh, my proudest role, the mayor of the Munchkins uh, in The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, I mean, and so... I was really nervous, and the first time I stepped on that stage, I mean, my legs are shaking. I my voice is it's got vibrato. So you had to sing that little song and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We welcome and you. I got wow, that. I remember that. And um, I did it, and I went off stage because it wasn't a big part. I mean, it was only I only had like one scene, so I walked off the stage and I started jumping like because the adrenaline that you have whenever it's like your first time you're you, i don't know what it was but i i said yo i want to do that again so bad and the next day we did uh we did the show again and i was like i gotta keep doing this i love this so much i went to actually it was a couple weeks after that my school went on a field trip to matthew's playhouse which is like a community playhouse in matthews north carolina and the director was there and he gave me an audition to his next show and the next show was Jungle Book. And I got in as Shere Khan's sidekick, Tabiki. Nice. And I did I did two shows every day for six weeks in sixth grade, mm-hmm. which was tough on school, especially. Um, they had field, other, uh, other schools came on field trips to see the show. So I was, you know, just being small, doing all, shows all that time. And then um, – and you know, signed with the agent and I didn't, my first ever film audition in my neighborhood parking lot, which is completely not what you're supposed to do. I mean, the, the, the rules for an audition, especially now after COVID where you're not going in the room with the casting director and producers and doing the scene in front of them with their camera, you're doing it on your camera. And the, the kind of rule is playing background, uh, make sure there's no background noise uh good lighting and don't make eye contact with the camera those are the only four rules that you have to follow and i didn't do a single one of them Mm. i was outside there was background noise i was riding a scooter because the scene that they gave me an audition was so i mean you couldn't do it doing it that way so i was just like i mean i have to do this so I sent it in and I booked the role the next day and we were filming in Chattanooga the next week um at 4 a.m in the freezing rain 30 degrees outside gosh that was unfortunate mm-hmm. yeah. um 
But uh, yeah, then it started to pick up after that. I did a Carvana commercial with Jimmy Johnson, um, played the teenage version of him. And then I did a movie with Eric Estrada called The Mutt. Um, then after that, I, well, I had a few other commercials. I did one with Ron Blake, um, airplane simulator. That's one of the yeah. coolest things I've ever done. Like it, they literally sat us in a the plane. They filmed us as we were flying. This Was that in North Carolina too, or no? That is in North Carolina. That's in Durham. Okay. Durham, North Carolina, uh, near Raleigh. And, um, yeah, then I just, I did a, a film for a museum that's going to be put in Charleston in this uh, next coming month. Nice. And that was interesting too, because Julie Dash directed that and she, um, she just won a, um, an Emmy for her movie on, on Amazon, which is, mm. which is crazy. I didn't, I never thought I'd be with Julie Dash doing a movie for a museum, which is kind of strange, but yeah. it'll be playing every 15 minutes on in the lobby, just kind of get a taste of what the museum is. But yeah, I love it. It's, it's fun. Aren't you glad that you didn't uh, do the behind the scenes thing? I mean, I've done the behind Dude, the scenes I mean, thing. I it's owe that, that my teacher so much after that. I'm so glad. Because where, where I'm from, Michigan, I, I, I was stupid enough to do acting classes at the community college. And it was just awful. Like I, I'd audition for plays and be behind the scenes. And then I'd have <laughs> to I'd have to design the set. I'm not a carpenter. I have to build the <laughs> set. The guy would be like throwing stuff at me. You know, and we'd be doing sewing and stuff. I'm like, this isn't for me. That's why That's why I went to Chicago and then to L.A. So I said, screw it. They were like, you know, oh, you don't have a, a chance. You're not, oh, you have a long way to go and all this stuff. And, you know, just I, I worked on a ton of TV shows. You know, I, I proved them wrong. And just like Charles, I, was, I, I wasn't necessarily getting kicked out of places, but I would used to go for karaoke. And right, there's no social media age. So I go to Village Inn Pizza. I'm sure Brian's heard of Village Inn because it's from out here. <laughs> the old A-shaped place, really old place. Looks like an old lodge. And they'd have cameras up there. Well, I would do uh, Cradle Love by Billy Idol. And she'd be like, you almost broke the mic. Don't stop screaming. <laughs> like she'd forced me to go into like BTO or something really, really. She goes, yeah, you should really stick to the softer ones. Just stand there. I'm, don't dance. Don't do anything. I'm like, you got to do, if you're going to do karaoke, Billy Idol, you got to do Eyes Without a Face. Oh, I've done that one. <laughs> Beautiful song. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. I love Billy Idol. He coined the phrase. Have you ever heard of Generation X? Oh, yeah. His first yeah, band was band. called yeah, Generation, Generation X. X. And band, it yeah. is great beginning to end. The, 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 the Billy yeah, Idol that came good. later was this polished version. It I was really like, was. It was for MTV and stuff. It was nice. It was very, very nice, you know. But, oh, man, he he was a trailblazer, actually. And you're right. that that would, I actually ran karaoke shows, and that, that was a good one. And uh, especially if you want to get up there and not do anything that'll make you too embarrassed or, you know, no. too difficult, you go up there and go do that. You can just pull it off. And you mentioned Ron Blake, Brady, a good friend of ours. Couldn't be here today. Yeah. He got into a fight with an evil tree. He was victorious. He oh, yes. oh. was victorious. He's cutting a tree today, Brady. And he and really messaged me. He said, I don't think I'm He actually hurt his back. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. He hurt his man. back oh, dealing man. with some tree. So, Ron, uh, let's see if I can. Uh... This is for you, buddy. This is Ron. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was. He was gonna make. So it big Ron is an actor yeah. now, but he used to be in a band that was gonna go far. They were gonna. They were on oh, yeah. the verge of something big, and then they had a problem with their singer or something like that. But uh, that's crazy. But yeah, he kicked me a little video of doing his drum thing. So uh, little Phil Collins there. Huh? He's yeah, got a lot of symbols. Go. So, uh, oh yeah, that is a nice kit, right? That is, yeah, really nice. that is beautiful. And he's from out of your area, Charles. Mm -hmm. He grew, yeah, he lived in your area. So, oh yeah, uh, North Kakalaki. Oh, we're by there, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, North Carolina in the olden even before my time, like in the mid '80s, was where all of the uh, you know about the like the um the no wave music of new york city and like the late 70s early 80s okay like yeah. the yeah just uh like dna uh swan sonic youth um uh, uh that's all i can think of right at the moment but they would tour all around the country and suck everywhere everyone everyone hated them oh, because it was okay. it was really rough to listen to but when they came to chapel hill north carolina everyone loved them for some reason and that was uh like a little hub in the united states where that weird grinding terrible noise uh kind of flourished and uh a lot of good bands came out of that area you know was like it only the, in chapel hill or yeah just in, in chapel wow. hill yeah, the Cat's Cradle is like a, a kind of a legendary place where it was like the place where uh, all the bands, alternative type bands, uh, would Paul begin. Came out of there, right? Yeah, Ben Folds. Uh, um, oh, sure. Okay, Ben Folds. See, you got to understand the time. Like, I was literally working construction, and there was a Metallica on every. Uh, boombox is what they were called. They don't have those anymore. Everyone had a boombox, okay? And it was, but what I was listening to was literally like a Depeche Mode on a crackling AM station because you couldn't even get it on an FM station yet. You couldn't even literally get it in stereo. It was mono, you yeah, know, listening to the cure sorry. and yeah, yeah. But it was just so different, you know, that you know i don't know I, I i tried to get my metal band to move in that direction but it was just like pulling teeth they they couldn't move <laughs> <laughs> i well, don't know it's hard it's hard to it's really hard to you know you you have a life or some some people mm. do and some people as far as you might as far as uh your family or or, or oh, let me put it this way instead of saying having a life you have people that uh might you might can go to for money and if you're destitute on the streets so <laughs> you feel like you can't leave a certain area because uh what are, you know what are you going to do you're going to starve if you move to the big city uh with no experience in any work and your and your dream is to do something that doesn't usually make money so uh yeah it's hard for people to dedicate their life and and say we're gonna do this especially have like three or four people they're like we're doing this band and we're gonna go for it hard 
no matter what happens. And a lot of times they do do that and it falls apart because of life and money and all of that stuff. And so it's very rare for, for like a, a group of like hometown kids to have a band move to the big city where they can make it big or at least try and actually uh, not want to kill each other or, you know, the, and the, I think the biggest mistake, like they all move in together, which is of course what you have to do because you have no money and people don't pay their bills, you, you have fights and then it all, then the band doesn't exist anymore. And that's the worst thing to happen is that the music stops. So it's a really hard road to go down to, to, to be in a band and want to, uh, you know, do your thing. But it's so much different in this day and age where you can be a band all by yourself. You don't need anyone else because all mm -hmm. of the software can fill in all those people. And if you can play all the instruments or, I mean, some of them play themselves for you. So yeah, you know, not even you can you can awesome. go online. Yeah, go yeah, online and, I, and hire people to play certain riffs and yeah. stuff like we're, we're talking about with this next album. Uh, having like real uh, like a horn section like mm, nice. recording real horns wow and, and nice. that'll be that'll be something that'll uh yeah that'll be really exciting to do i look forward to that so, that's a new direction cool there you go what do you think kept you guys going all this time? I mean, Dan and Charles, at first you were kind of kids, you know, and you're having fun and you're yeah. like, well, it could happen. And, you know, I remember that feeling, you know, I just wanted to be, I just wanted to feel like a rock star. I didn't have to actually be a rock star. I wanted to one day, but it was kind of good enough just to get the applause, you know, and, you know, get girlfriends and stuff like that. But now you got yeah. guys like Eric here and he's sitting there at 18 on the very, he's looking down the road at real yeah. money. And so is Brady here, you know, and I can't even uh, put myself being 18 and having like that career sitting right there in front of me. So again, Charles, what do you think kept you going when, you know, um, you had to deal with daily life and, and stuff like that? Uh, well, it was, it, it surely wasn't really about trying to, you know, quote, make it or, or ever make money off of it. It was just something that really for, for the longest time, I would say like for, for the majority of the time, it was just uh, to make something that my friends would listen to and they would like, and their, uh, I wouldn't say approval, but their entertainment from it would just be enough for me. But even if they didn't like it, I would still do it because that's just what I prefer to do rather than just absorb entertainment or whatever you do when you don't, when you're not being creative, you know, like just passing time uselessly, I guess. I can throw one thing in there and that like for the majority of the time, like we weren't really doing anything like when we were kids like we had it in our heads that um I remember the thought when we were like 15 it was like we um we know that we're on this earth to make music right and we're like we're, we found uh somebody else who 
actually has some similar notes that complement and, and we just knew and our friends always knew that like when we made music together it it worked um and it was very different than what we would do alone but i would say that um you know the the crazy stuff that we were doing at the clubs like that that little video clip that, I showed, that was the end right like mm, we yeah. started getting off on our own you know and then you get golf girlfriends and and all these other things that become more important right then you got to figure out how to pay your bills. And we weren't living together. Um, thank God. That's probably why we still, um, you know, do do stuff together. But I think for a long period of time, as we were going through our own lives, like music went into, um, it would, probably wasn't a front seat. Like it was always a hobby for us, something that mm. we would do on weekends. Like maybe, yeah, we'll make it so our friends can... Um, uh, enjoy it but really just because we liked doing it and then as we kind of uh, were reconnecting just randomly uh, over the years we were always sharing the creative stuff that we did but it was it was actually through making video and like stand up like uh like sketch comedy and stuff and so oh, we yeah. fun stuff together doing that stuff and then I think Charles was really into like making like horror soundtracks just mm. so he could listen to and movies but i think um years ago it was like kind of that reminder of like hey do you remember like how we felt when we were kids where we were like this is the thing that we're gonna do like well everybody that we know has grown up and like went and had kids and done all this stuff but to us both of us the music has never stopped being important so like why don't we try to do something for real you know and we started talking about that for for years and um so i don't know i'd say probably because we didn't have kids and probably, you know like there's probably a lot of little yeah. things that kind of uh, equated to where we're at um now but at the same time i think it's probably because the music was so important to us that we didn't have kids we realized wow that we're, we're not gonna give enough uh of our attention to somebody else like we need to be selfish and work on this week so i don't know long story to say nice. so again, it, it, it's about the passion yeah well i think uh there's a really cool book uh called grit and so this woman, Angela Duckworth, she looked at a bunch of people that graduated West Point and she was trying to figure out what makes people do well here. Is it physical strength? Is it intelligent? And it's neither, right? What she found was it's passion and perseverance. Like the two, and you could be passionate about something, but not have perseverance, right? And uh, so you have to be able to put that energy behind it. And I think you were the one that said it where it's like, you have to make a ton of small little moves right yeah and it doesn't just look like magic for some people it does right especially if you're born into it or something um but you know if you actually have a dream well you need to be taking steps to make it to make it come true and it might take you a few years and then hopefully throughout the few years your passion uh, your perseverance doesn't burn you know but yeah, I think everybody's probably has something that burns like a fire inside of them. And everybody just needs to figure out what that is and get it out. Because whatever the festering of that thing is, whether it's you want to do a podcast, play drums, or, you know, yell at people on stage, or, you know, acting, whatever it is, like, I think you, if like holding it inside you is probably what makes you the miserable old get off my lawn person and those people that are able to figure out how to express it probably, you know, live a fuller life. But 
a lot of times these things are things that don't pay well. So, you know. Were you and Charles ever into acting? Because your videos are great, you know. I can, we can't recommend it. Enough. I love your dry humor. It's so funny. Yeah. That guy was interviewing you. Oh, you're not very focused. What, what, what do you mean you we're not focused? <laughs> it's just great. Who writes all that stuff? Do both of you sit there and do that? And I know. I, yeah, we 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 shoot uh, shit back and forth and and like come up with the best. Uh, yeah, we just make up make stuff up and and do lines and then then we kind of figured out you know in the in this the social media age where because we used to make literally like uh we did i i think one of our best videos we did uh relationships and you and you which is a dating uh about how to how to uh act and treat a person in a relationship and it's uh, taken it's like presented seriously as this seminar or something for how to treat your partner in a relationship and it's literally everything that i have ever seen people do terribly in relationships mm -hmm. and that was the advice that we would give <laughs> and uh and but oh but God. that was like a, you know a 10 minute long video and so uh, I mean, we st we still want to do things like that, but in this in this environment, you know, you're only getting people's attention for thirty seconds, ten yeah. seconds, oh, yeah, or whatever. And so, a lot of times, sense. yeah, when we what we'll do now is just mixed. We'll, we'll be like, we're going to go here and film, and we'll just uh, do it on the fly and just make just improv and just pick out the best stuff and. And Dan's the master editor and to make things weird and awkward and, and uh, <laughs> oh, and it's strange. so good. It's so, so good. I had so really much is. fun today. I, I just, you know, look, Brady and Eric, look at this. Yeah. I have a, like a flyer. Oh, wow. Right? And then you scan so, the QR. Right? Their, the name of their album is Cocoon. And so, you know, you've got a, a QR code yeah. on the back that takes it to a video thing. And what it is, it's like it's like a commercial. Are you tired of your old playlist? It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's it. great. And it's so funny. Yeah. But if you just scan the back too, it goes right to their website where you can just hear the album too by the by the you know CD. But which look look how isn't that cool? It's just oh, very, that's so oh, yeah. cool. I'm, I'm reflecting on everybody. It's just yellow with the cocoon on it. So. Nice. You know, these guys, it, it's, it's, it's deep. Okay. You know, and it's so deep, you'll get lost in their music, you know, I so love it. everybody check it out. You know, it's, you just go, it's implyers, the, the implyers.com. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That is and you, correct. you go right in there and listen to it and you're going to be blown it's away. It's much better than so anything cool. on the radio. Not that we listen to radio anymore, but, uh, yeah. It is. It is good. It's When's the last music. time I turned on yeah. the radio? Do I have oh, a radio? Yeah. I don't think I do. No, oh, I don't think so. I don't think I do. But you chose the right style of music too, because funny story is, you know, you're talking about '90s music. Uh, the blues. What was the blues traveler? I was oh, doing this. Man. I was working on this TV show at Warner Ranch. It was called. It got canceled within the first season. It's called Selfie. Oh man, like taking a selfie in this self-centered bitch or whatever and then the guy from Harold and Kumar anyways 
The whole the show day, was called Selfie. It's called Selfie. Get this. The whole day oh my was, God. A, was a blues traveler concert. So we had to constantly listen to that song. Why you wanna give me a run? And of course the guy so sorry. kept on fucking up. The guy from That you know, sounds like uh, a nightmare. Go kept on fucking up. Yeah, so it was an <laughs> thing where you just kept on sucking in, sucking thing. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, where's Brian's speed oh metal? Give me some speed metal. Oh. You had to listen to him all day. It was like a 16 hour and Brady knows these sometimes the shoots can go like 16 hours and it's like Dude, oh, they tell like, you they're like oh. it, it's only an eight hour day plus ten dollars if you need overtime if you go overtime and I'm like and then you go you get on set and you're like it's been 12 hours like yeah. when are we like when are we wrapped um and it also sucks when you have parents uh, who oh yeah jobs mm. and i have a little sister and so whenever you know we get the the booking information and the call time and call sheet so, uh, this is the other thing oh my gosh i don't understand why i mean i understand why but it's just it's so frustrating sometimes when you get the call sheet it doesn't come until the night before the shoot oh you actually got the call sheet wait yes. wait what is that exactly that tells wait, you the breakdown of what the day is going to be oh yeah so time to so call time to be there, parking, um, like meals and and you know everything like that. And so you don't know where you're going until the night before, mm. which kind of sucks because I can't drive. I'm only 15 years old. And yeah. Okay. So you know the day, obviously. Um, but that's it before the night. And yeah. just imagine when you are like on your own and you don't have to rely on anyone and I know, right? uh, you're gonna leash unleash yourself in the world it's gonna be epic dude it's gonna <laughs> be epic well you know what we've been at this for like an hour and I appreciate you all for being here um but can I say thank you Brady for coming back on I know you're really busy and I know you got a lot going thank on you. and we really yeah. really are honored to have you here all again because you were one of our one of our first uh, child actors that we had on, and you are just doing so good, kid. I cannot wait to see what you do next. I know you can't tell me what you're doing next, but when you do I, it, come back. I actually can. Oh, um, there you go. I'm shooting News. a a movie called Tangerine Butterflies, uh, January fifteenth in Virginia with oh. Lacey Caroline. She actually might be. Uh, I'll I'll text her and see. Um, She's the NASCAR Kids host for NBC. Wow. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. And and she's baby Hornet for the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, so wow. She's like okay. the mascot for the oh, really? Hornet. Her dad is the, the actual Hornet, like the bigger mascot. I'm sure they have a bunch of them, but he's one of them. Wow. Uh, which is, that's really cool. I didn't even know that. And I, I got this was like five years ago, I went up to the Hornet and I asked for his autograph. And I mean, he's got these big gloves on and this little Sharpie and this little stuffed animal. So he, he really just went and then, yeah. here you go. And <laughs> told me that- He that just licked it. Her. Yeah, I was at, I was, I produced uh, one of her short films called Youth and um, was at the premiere and I met her dad and everything. And, she, and, and I found out then that he was the one that gave me the autograph, which is funny. Nice. Wow. Oh, nice. You are yeah, pro so impressive, kid. Thank you. Real really? impressive. I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to see what you do next. Thanks for being here. Eric, yeah. 
I we just met the other day, but you know we what? Your your you and your guys are just so impressive too. They are, and I, so I it much. was you started the tribute thing for us. I was, I was you just made say, us aware, mm-hmm. yeah. And now we're uh, we're looking at I, we're reaching people. out to yeah. some guys, some other guys That's too. Awesome. So. Oh, yeah. oh, very very nice. I well, want I want you to interact with them. We'll we'll have you oh, back, you know, oh, and have. All the guys back, and uh, oh, yeah. we'll do this again. We'll do this again. Congratulations oh, yeah. on everything that's going on, and uh, keep us posted. Much. Yeah, and oh, keep talking sure. about Eric so Sutherland, one of the baddest ass track uh, drummers mm-hmm. around. Seriously, mm-hmm. thank you so much. Make sure to check out our Instagram at Jump Tribute. Yeah, I'm gonna and, add it in here. Thank and you, our, and our our website at jumptribute.com. Nice. It is a lot of fun that website. I've been there. And speaking of, well, you guys, the employers, you seem to be like masters. You're becoming masters of marketing and stuff like that. I think a lot can be learned. Um, Can you tell Eric and Brady exactly, uh, not exactly, just just briefly, how Cocoon came to be? Do you mean the, the record or the marketing or? You know, first I would like to know, because it says that these songs are kind of a compilation. So how far back do these songs go? We have some part, like on that record, there's some parts of, um, like, I know there's a part that's from literally the 90s, you know, like that we use on on one of the songs. But there's uh, a couple parts that came from like 2005, like essentially. Um, Wait a minute. Sorry to interrupt, but we... Yeah. I remember now when we spoke the first time, you literally took music from back then and kind of resurrected it. And, and oh, oh, oh yeah. So you're sampling it. Well, no, it's it's our own music. So we've, we've oh, yeah. uh, I know you said you're, you're into production. So we've both been, we taught ourselves production about 20, over 20 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. four tracks or, you know, two tape right. decks or whatever back then. And I think, um, to us, that probably became the most interesting thing. One, because you don't have to wait for your friends to be around to create the music and you can just create everything all on your own. Oh, everyone wanted a four track back then. Yeah. He's got a four track. Oh my God, get over there. Well, when a person gets a girlfriend and doesn't want to be in the band anymore, you don't lose your songs, right? There's a lot of benefits to being your own (laughs) producer, right? Like seriously, (laughs) that I think that we've all all been through. And, And so for us, we have a ton of like, hundreds of like snippets of like music where it's like we've always wanted to use this or we were going through some stuff a few weeks ago and there was a song that was mine from a decade ago that Charles had heard and made a new version of it and then as we're like kind of putting together some of our new um, music it was like okay if this song has been around for a decade and you liked it enough to like remake a part of it, like this should be here, right? So mm-hmm. I'd say if you have the luxury of having, you know, a couple decades worth of recorded music, like that definitely helps a head start on being able to- <laughs> <laughs> Charles, <laughs> ballpark it for me. How yeah, many songs you have you written? Uh, songs? Yeah. Um, How many different little songs have you song, written? Songs, I would say, I don't know. A song maybe, can be 10 maybe, seconds. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, 500, maybe? Yeah, there you go. Hundreds. That, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, but actual structured songs that are finished Seven. beginning to end, <laughs> maybe... 13, no. Maybe, maybe <laughs> 30. 
Nice. Yeah. You know, out yeah. of 500. Because you have ideas and you have a, you know, you have a beat. You got these notes. It sounds cool. But then where does it go? That's the whole problem. A, yeah, you put it on a loop and you're like, all right, now how do I break it down into two minutes? Yeah, how do you make this? Well, you make rap music. Just that's a joke. <laughs> but uh, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, like, going yeah. back through this, like you got to find like what are the melodies that you appreciate, you know, and then regardless of the context that they're currently in, how do you bring that melody into something that makes sense? So like I think for a cocoon, we knew that there was like a, a set of songs, um, mostly fleshed out songs that felt really good together and that had a little bit of uh, content like story structure together and uh, put it together. So it was kind of the end of this much broader story that we're telling. And so like that, this album that we're doing now, we're doing, we actually have four things, four different records we're working on right now. The one wow. of them that's going to come out um, first half of next year is built actually like the opposite way of cocoon so now we we know this much broader story that we want to tell because we came up with that over the past several years when we were making cocoon and figuring out how that fits um but what we were able to do this time is say okay well this is what we're trying to tell it's this long this this section of the story well that's going to have to be two albums what are the the pieces of music that fit that Right. So it's a little bit backwards, but we have everything kind of identified, selected and being put together and we're approaching it completely different. Um, and it's still very much us. And I think that's the, you know, the when it comes down to it, you know, maybe we have some songs that are really hard or loud or synthy, or we have some that are really organic and soft and slow. Well, all of that is you know, from inside of us. And it's really the melodies that drive everything. And then I think it's the mood or the emotion that kind of creates the like atmosphere that it sits in and like the sound, you know, but I think, yeah, if you, again, if you have uh, access to a few decades of your own music, definitely tap into it. And if not create it. Right. And there's a really cool book called range that talks about, you have people like Tiger Woods that started playing golf when he was five. Right. And he ended up being the best golfer in the world. Well, there's plenty of people that played 10 sports until they were 15, right? And they ended out just as good, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of people go through this sampling period where you try a bunch of different things until you feel something that's right. And I think that's something that's really necessary in art, right? And there's flow, like you have to see, you know, is it set and setting, time and, and, and place, like, you know that this is a really important song that you're working on, but you don't feel it tonight. Well, go on to something else, go do something else. But I think yeah. you got to try a lot of different things to see what kind of strikes you. And then when you get to that point where things are a little bit hard and you, you feel like you're not able to kind of get out what you need to, you got to power through it. I think yeah. that's what Charles is talking about on the difference between 500 and 50. Maybe it takes you 500 parts to get 50 songs, but then maybe yeah. it takes you 50 songs to get five that you really care about. Yeah. And so it's just like keeping at it, you know. That's this really older smart. stuff has been a big hit too, because we had Ivan Dorshuk, you know, the lead singer of Men Without Hats on about oh, like a month yeah. month ago. Yeah. And he, they released an album of all old stuff. You know, but you know what? You know, that just sounded like a little oh happy little song. No, that dude was very calculated on how he wrote it and stuff. That was the amazing part of that. I know. I'm like, wow. You know, and you guys are doing, you know, like the same thing. I mean, is it, 
Is it so you have four different things moving at the same time and you guys are moving from one to the other, huh? Yeah, I think there's a, a couple things that like so from because you're not talking about four songs, you're saying four albums. Yeah, and like, yeah. You, it's not like the the real way to do things these days. If you're if you're trying to build momentum, is you just come out with singles endlessly. I mean, there's a band Men I Trust. They have something. I don't remember what it was. They have they have five million monthly active listeners, and they got got a, they made it the whole way without PR, and it's just single after single, and it snowballs, right? And I think that like we were able to kind of make a decision recently to be like, well, we could just do that, but it's like no because. We're an album band. It's like really important that if you listen to these seven songs in a row, you hear this here and here and here. So mm. for us, it's trying to figure out how to do both of those things because we do want to make sure that each of the songs are, you know, are able to exist on their own. Um, but yeah, like we, because our uh, story kind of is traveling, it's it's like we're, I mean, we're, the way we think about it, it's like, you know, Lord of the Rings level big, you know, it's like for things that are important to us that are probably not as interesting to the rest of the world that are really interesting to us that we're kind of talking about. Um, but That's perfectly said, though. I look at this pamphlet and I start going into it and I'm like, it's Lord of the Rings big. Yeah, I mean, really. it's just there's so <laughs> much. I mean, yeah. this whole thing just smacks of hard work and effort. Oh, it's yeah. just very, very impressive. Uh so tell me about Charles. You're talking about horns and stuff. How else is the music going to differ on this new project or one of them? <laughs> well, it's going to. Um, so the cocoon is is a little. I wouldn't say it's completely dark or or the the mood of everything is going. It to has go a in, distortion to it. <laughs> it's a it's a little weird, which I like. It's a little weird, uh, but. Um, uh, our next thing is going to go through a, a kind of uh, mountain range of different, I wouldn't say different style, yeah, different kind of styles. Where th we're going to do some more poppy, uh, more happy, friendlier things. And, but of course, it's always going to go into a little darker zone and, uh, you know, become more full circle than. Uh, like how Cocoon kind of left left the listener on the edge of of contemplating, you know, life and reality and death and everything. And we're not going to go that hard and deep on this one. Uh, so it's, it'll be, I think, a little more fun. It's going to be like, you know, a double album. And, and so it, it'll be a long journey, but um, there'll be some more lighter more fun kind of things going on with this one i look forward to it i look yeah. forward to it well you know uh you know it's it, again I've, I've taken an hour of you guys this time i really appreciate you guys appreciate you guys being here i share cocoon because i like cocoon because it's oh, yeah. it's so unique eric and brady please check it out you're gonna yes. go wow <laughs> you're gonna go, go wow yeah. yeah and um brady it's so great to see you again and i'm so so happy that everything is moving so quickly uh don't forget about us okay when you no, fly no, into the stratosphere <laughs> <laughs> I definitely and eric don't forget about us when you guys topple yeah the real yeah, band when you start <laughs> touring with those other bands that are getting ten thousand tickets hey, per show. that's right hey i won't 
<laughs> you're on, you are on the verge. And, and, and you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with you to the very end, Eric, because you're such a great drummer. This jump thing is just a jump start, I think, off, off into your probably an amazing life. So, yeah. so uh, I, I, it was great making and, friends and with come you. come on, so a like, guy that oh, was yeah. influenced, what people don't know, what Charles and Dan and Brady don't know, he's, <laughs> oh, influ he's influenced by REO. Right. So, so Dan and Charles, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ario. Yeah. Ario yeah. Spirit had that. Yeah. But Dan and Charles, you kind of a, like accomplished what I've always wanted to do, you know, sure. because my band was just always very serious. You know, we wrote about technology taking over the world and everything was going to hell. And that was our theme. You know, we just live in this you know, thing that's just gonna control us all. Wait a minute, it actually happened. Shit. <laughs> well, anyway, here we are. And uh, all my songs came true. And so now your songs are probably gonna come true because you guys, honestly, I love listening, not just to your music, but to you. Your little video things there. I love your They're humor. Uh, me and Mark were just dying laughing, even just tonight, reviewing all this stuff. And... I don't know what it is about you guys. You guys are just so smart and funny that I, I can't believe you haven't gotten super big already. But I'm out there pushing you guys' name around and now have the shirt to go with it and yeah. a QR code and a sticker yeah. to put on somewhere I'm not supposed to. Exactly. There we that. go. I'm doing all that. And well, we appreciate it. Like, like uh, it, it's... It's you having us on and everything is just a, uh, it's just such a good, it feels so good that you guys are behind us and, you know, that we're, that it's working, you know, oh, yeah. that it, it we're, we're not just doing this and, you know, like, oh, our, our mom likes it and that's it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you, <laughs> you guys are really reinforce uh, us to, to keep going that it's, it's working and, and people do like it and stuff because we don't know, you know, we don't, no. we, we, we've heard it so much. We don't even know if it's good. So, Oh, it's good. Uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you guys, uh, we really appreciate you guys having us on. Oh yeah. And, and we love we'll your attitude. You. Me and we'll Mark were just anytime. talking. Yeah. We were just talking about that. Me and Mark, you know, it's a brick by brick thing. You can't just, I mean, yeah, it could, something could explode, but you know, at least for now, we're making all these great friends, Eric, Brady, yeah, you guys, and it just keeps going and going and going, and we're just making this big something, and it's going to be glorious one day, and uh, I, I'm just oh, having yeah. such a great time, and it's so great to see all, yeah. you, all you again, and come back soon, okay, please? Yes. Happy, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. All right. Yes. Great. Everybody share everything with everybody, and uh, we'll see you online. All right? Yeah. Say hi. All right. All right. All right. Great to I see you guys. Subscribe, right. share. Yeah, you yeah. too. Excellent. Take care, y'all. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, click on this playlist to watch even more. And as always, thank you so much for watching.